0: part of the media ministry of Cornerstone Church, you can listen to this and other messages on our website at www.corner-stone.org or by subscribing to our podcast. If you just listen to those lyrics right there, and, you're, and I told this to the youth last Sunday, if you just listen to those lyrics and you do not get excited, hey, come see me. Because I want to hug on you. I want to love on you. Because, man, just worshiping him is where it's at and and the good thing about that is i really can't mess it up because we're worshiping him and we're going to read scripture okay it's real simple right i'm going to remove jeff from the obstacle we're going to read so if you got your bible open up the first john 3 11 through 18 um and we're just going to read we're just going to read what the Word says. And, and we're going to talk about love because that's what this part of the Bible talks about. And those songs went so well with it. Um, the very first, and, and, and so will I, at the beginning, and that's where we're going to start when we, when we, when we go into Scripture right here. Um, you know, as it speaks, a hundred million galaxies were thrust into place. If the stars worship you, so will I. Right? And, and, and so let's 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 look at it. Let's look at this. We're going to talk about action. Love is an action verb. So first John three, 11. I, I pulled it out of the amplified version. Um, I know Mark came in this morning carrying a couple different Bibles because he was using different translations, and I love it. I love it because once again, I'm not the sharpest crayon in the box, right? I'm not I'm okay with that my wife will tell you that it's okay amen see my father-in-law right there i'm not i'm like a 15 watt ball right hanging out with 100 watts and i'm okay with that but when you're studying the bible man don't just stick to one translation look at some different ones get excited about it right the bible should make you excited and if i'm yelling i'm sorry i'm excited because I know we gotta get the scripture and I get so excited when I get the opportunity to, to, to bring the word. I also get emotional. Because the past says I shouldn't be here. But I'm here. i get excited nobody told me about jesus when i was in high school nobody and i get excited i want everybody to know everywhere i go i want everybody to know jesus so i am crazy i know it and so when i read this scripture and and when bobby asked me to preach this week because he's out of town i was sitting at my desk on monday preaching i'm sorry i'm a hot mess And, and, and I said, Lord, give me it. Give me the verse. And he, he laid these on my heart. And Sunday, before I knew I was preaching, I talked to a gentleman that has way more knowledge than I'll ever have, way more wisdom than I'll ever have. And we just loved on each other. Uh, Monday, I got to meet a guy, and, and we talked about different things and, and, and passion. And, and then Tuesday came, and, and I had a little bit of chaos with a phone call, and, and, and doubt came into my head about was I worthy enough to bring this message. And that's why I'm excited. Once again, the mic's right here. I'm excited. First John 3. Enough talking. Let's get to the real meat. First John 3, 11 through 18. i they have For this is the message which you believers have heard from the beginning. And we'll go back and break down all of our... are going to go through all seven verses and we'll come down and break it down verse by verse. Of your relationship with Christ, that we should unselfishly love and seek the best for one another and not be like Cain, who was of the evil one, and murdered his brother Abel. I guess i don't need those to see way back there. And why did he murder him? Because Cain's deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, believers, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers and sisters. He He who does not love remains in spiritual death. Everyone who hates works against everyone who hates works against his brother in Christ and is at heart a murderer by God's standards and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him 16 By this we know and have come to understand the depth and essence of his precious love that he willingly laid down his life for us because he loved us and we ought to lay down our lives for the believers but whoever has the world's goods, adequate resources and sees his brother in need, but has no compassion for him, how does he love? How does the love of God live in him? In 18. Little children, believers, dear ones, let us not merely in theory, with word or with tongue, giving lip service to compassion, but in action and in truth, in practice and in sincerity, because practical acts of love are more than words. Right? That's a big, that's a lot of mouth. And we're going to break it down, just like we eat an elephant, piece by piece. And once again, it's easy because I can't mess it up. This is God's Word, not Jeff's, not nothing. Right? We're just going to get to it, and we're going to, we're going to hash it out. And, and, and I pray, Lord, that I'm a good vessel for you today. Um, verse 11. This is the message which you believers have heard from the beginning. Right, just like in the song, so a million times, uh, so I will. In the beginning, at the beginning, this is nothing new that we should love somebody. Right? You have heard from the beginning of your relationship with Christ that we should unselfishly love and seek the best for one another. Right? Unselfishly. Hmm. Unselfishly. How many of us been selfish this week? If we want to be honest, right? Right. You want me to do that? Really? Today? It's hot outside, right? Yesterday, um, up in, we were in Athens and we gave away some food, a little bit of food, 39,000 pounds of food. Um, I wanted to be selfish. I was melting out there. And Jeff doesn't like to melt. But unselfishly, love and seek the best for one another. Not just a little bit, not a trinket. Not here, you know, I, this is out of the tap. I'm drinking this fine stuff here. No, love and seek the best for one another. Spouses, did you seek the best for your spouse this week? Parents, did you seek the best for your kids this week? Hmm. Employees, did you seek the best? for your employer this week. Right? We can break it down a million different ways. Unselfishly love and seek the best for one another. When, when I was studying, I got way excited. And, and I hope, what time do we leave? Oh, just saying. Um, I got super excited. And, and there's like a lot of notes here, a lot of verses, right? Because once again, I can't mess it up. I'm good with that, right? Right? And, and, and when we talk about the beginning, in Deuteronomy 6-5, there's going to be no, no things for here because I don't know how to put them in the computer. An expert did it, so I didn't want to burden her. I was love and seek the best for one another. I didn't want to burden her because I have no earthly idea how it says. But Deuteronomy 6-5, Old Testament, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, your entire being. From the beginning. We're going to love. From the beginning. Leviticus 19.18 You shall not take revenge nor bear any grudge against the sons of your people, but you shall love your neighbor, acquaintance, associate, companion, as yourself. I am the Lord. From the beginning. And it's in all of the Gospels. Matthew 22.39 The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That is, unselfishly seek the best or higher good for others. Right? Mark 12, 31. This is the second. You shall unselfishly, unselfishly love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than this. Church, what are we doing? Right? It's great to meet in here. It's great. Debbie, I think like 21,000 in Jackson County or something? sixty-one, twenty-one, what is it? 21? 21,000 people in Jackson County. We got a 100 here. We got empty seats, people. What are we doing? Right? Unselfishly seek them. Unselfishly do things for them. John 13, uh, 34 and 35. I am giving you the new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. So you too are to love one another. By this, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love and, man, that word, unselfishly concerned for one another. So if you don't leave anything here today, I think the word is unselfish. Unselfish. Um, What should this love look like? A passive love? No, an active love. John Piper said this, the key to understanding this kind of love is to know that this love, agape love, is not so much a matter of emotion or feeling as it is doing things for the benefit of another person. That is having an unselfish concern for another and a willingness to seek the best for that other person. That's what we're called to do. That's what we're called to do. Verse 12. And not be like Cain, who was of the evil one, and murdered his brother Abel. And why did he murder him? Because Cain's deeds were evil, and his brothers were righteous. What was the difference between Cain and Abel? Right. Cain gave fruit of the ground. Abel, the firstborn of his flocks. Right. So when you just look at Scripture, right? Cain gave. He was he, he was a farmer, right? He gave fruit of the ground. Did it? Did it specify first fruits or any of that? When it goes back to Abel, what does it say? He gave the firstborn of his flocks. And the crazy thing, when you go back to Genesis 4, God encouraged Cain, if you do well, you will be accepted. Right? Did he just automatically say, hey, you're banished? No. He said, if you do well, you will be taken. You will be accepted. Cain showed an evil heart. Abel showed a righteous heart. Sin ruled over Cain's life. Right? Did his brother do anything to him? No. He just served the Lord. The first of his flocks. And so the Lord told him, God told him, Hey, do this and you'll be accepted. But Cain wasn't having it. Sin ruled over Cain's life And ultimately, he murdered his brother. Verse 13. Do not be surprised, believers, if the world hates you. So once again, we go back to Abel. He did everything right. And what was his end result? He was murdered by his brother for doing what was right. So for us, right? And and, and once again... Jesus talks about it in John in John 15:18. Um, maybe? Maybe not. Um, but it talks about it in John 15:18 um, of what he says. and Jesus tries to explain to his disciple that the world hates him for what he stands for, and in return, they will hate the disciples because they represent Him, right? So once again, not just one place in the Bible, but all throughout the Bible, all of this comes together. And and once again, do not be surprised, believers, if the world hates you. And we see it on a grand scale. We see it on a grand scale right now. Right? All over the world, we see this coming to life. Right? You can't say this. You can't do that. You can't do this. You believe that you can't say this, and and we're here to love, right? We're to have unselfish love for our neighbors. So when they persecute you, you come back. You love them. You love them. You love them. Luke, um, Luke six twenty seven. But I say to you who hear me and pay attention to my words, love that is unselfishly seek the best for higher good for your enemies. Make it a practice to to do good to do good to those who hate you. That kind of stings, doesn't it? Don't be surprised, believers, if the world hates you. Jesus is telling us, hey, don't just love the easy ones. Love your enemies. Matthew 5, 43 and 44. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor, fellow man, and hate your enemy. But I say to you, Love That is, unselfishly, seek the best or higher good for your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Man, that's stepping on some toes. Right? I've got to be nice to somebody that's trying to persecute me. I've got to be nice to somebody that wants to kill me. I've got to be nice to somebody that's trying to silence the voice of the gospel. The war's already been won. The battle's been won. We don't have to worry about that. We have to love them. We have to love them. Fourteen. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers and sisters. He who does not love remains in spiritual death. In um, fourteen, the assurance of salvation. That's what this is talking about, right? We know that we have passed out of death into life. The assurance of salvation, right? We left the old behind and we're the new. That's what we got to have firm foundation. This last song we're going to sing, Cornerstone, that's where we got to stand on the Cornerstone. The assurance of salvation. Christ followers have left old behind and have been given a new life, a new heart, new desires. But the problem is the old flesh tries to come back. The old flesh tries to come back in. We have to stand firm on the newness of life, heart, and desires more like Christ. More like Christ. With the Holy Spirit living inside of us, it should be able to push out sin and evil and that has the desires and passions that Jesus does. Passion. Do you have passion? Sometimes my passion is taken the wrong way. Because I'm crazy and I know it. 1 John 4:16. 1 John four sixteen says this. We have come to know by personal observation and experience, and have believed with deep Uh-oh. faith. Can't read. The love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God. And a God abides continually in him. And then nineteen through twenty one says this We love because He first loved us if anyone says i love god and hates works against his christian brothers he is a liar for the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love god whom he has not seen first john 4:16 or 4:19 through 21 right the assurance of salvation we know that we have passed out of death into life because we love our brothers and sisters he who does not love remains in spiritual death right so that's where it's at. When we accept Jesus as our Savior, when we, when we have the new heart, when we have the new desires, when we're baptized to show that we're clean, that is where we're looking. And that's where the love comes from because we can't love by ourselves. We can't. Because we're sinful. We're fallen. We're going to put our foot in our mouth. We're going to say stuff we shouldn't say if we're trying every day to be more like Christ. Every day in the Word. Every day meditating. Every day praying. Every day in, in connection. Every day in discipleship with somebody else. It's going to help us with that. We, have, we know that we have passed out of death into life because we love our brothers and sisters. He who does not love remains in spiritual death. Fifteen. Everyone who hates... I don't like that word. I tell everybody, don't use that word. It's a mean word. Everyone who hates works against his brother in Christ. Is at heart a murderer by God's standards. Once again, not by mine, not by anybody else. Biblically it says it. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Hate is such a strong and harsh word. It starts with anger, it goes to insults, and then it goes to hatred. Hatred is a deep and abiding anger you have not only given into anger, but you have fed it and you help it grow. You are caught up in sin, and sin has no place inside a believer. No place. Matthew 5:21 and 22. Matthew 5: 21 and 22. You have heard that it was said to the men of old, "You shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be guilty before the court. But I say that everyone who continues to be angry with his brother or harbors malice against him shall be guilty before the court. And whoever speaks contemptuously and insultingly to his brother, Raka, you're empty-headed. Oh, I can't say that in church. Not a nice person. Shall be guilty before the Supreme Court. Whoever says you fool shall be in danger of a fiery hell. So think about it. Once again, if we think those things, it's just like murder. Come on, people. We gotta realize what the scripture says. Because it's not the physical murder. It's that we hate this religion, or we hate that, or we talk bad about that. That is the same thing. That's what it's saying right here. Everyone who hates works against his brother in Christ is at heart of murder or murderer by God's standards. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. We gotta stop fighting. We got to. There's going to be differences in, in you know, whether someone gets dumped, someone gets sprinkled. We got to get past all that. We got to love. The church has lost its light. No, I don't say nobody. A lot of people are not directed to the church, not directed to Christianity anymore, because we're known for what we're against instead of what we're for. We're for love. We're for love. We're for love. We've lost, we've lost, we've lost. It's been tarnished. James 1, 19 and 20. Understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let everyone be quick to hear. Be careful, thoughtful listener. Students, quick to hear. Be careful, thoughtful listener. Slow to speak. A speaker of careful, chosen words. And slow to anger patient, reflective, forgiving. For the resentful, deep-seated anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God, that standard of behavior behavior which He requires from us. James 1.20 says it all. For the resentful, deep-seated anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God, that standard of behavior which He requires from us. Do we require it? We should, but who's requiring it? God, the Lord, right? And that's how we have to look at it. That's how we have to look at it. Sixteen. By this we know and have come to understand the depths and essence of His precious love, that He willingly laid down His life for us because He loved us and we ought to lay down our lives for the believers. So it's Memorial Day weekend, right? No greater love than the death of a military person. They knew what they signed up for. The sad part, us as Christians, we should know what we signed up for. Isn't that pretty scary? We should know what we signed up for as being a Christ follower. That we might have to lay down our life for somebody else. But we like to take the easy way out. Guess what? Somebody else is going to do it. The pastor's going to do it. The deacon's going to do it. The elder's going to do it. No. It doesn't say that. By this we know and have come to understand the depth and essence of His precious love that He willingly laid down His life for us. Can you imagine what it would be like if Christ walked away from that? Think about that. If Christ walked away from that cross, our lives would be different. I can't even fathom it. I can't. And we ought to lay down our lives for the believers. I never was in the military. I don't know anything about it. Nobody in my family was in the military. No Cliff Literally died on the field and they brought him back The Lord brought him back. Why do we look at it differently? Why? Because if something happens to a soldier, a first responder, we go, well, they knew what they were getting into. Why do we look at it like that? When Jesus died on the cross for us, when we sit there and say, Jesus, we want you to be... Maybe that's why. Do we really want Jesus to be the Lord of our life? Or do we just want fire insurance? Think about that. I met with a gentleman this week. um, Has passion for people. And and he actually said that. He said, uh, Jeff, you know, so many people, um, they accept Jesus or they... They become a believer, but they don't think He should be Lord of their life. How many of us are living like that? Right? It's good. We go to church on Sunday, Wednesday night dinner, kids go to youth. That's great. We're doing it. We're doing it. You want me to do other stuff? You want me to lay down my life? You want me to make a sacrifice for somebody else? Yes, that's what Scripture says. Jesus' path to the cross shows His selflessness and self-giving way of life that we Christ followers are to imitate or want. Do we really want that? Or do we want the vacation at Hilton Head? Right? Are we living this out? Are we living this out day to day? Right? John 15. John 15. John 15: 12 and 13 and all my notes, maybe I do. oh here it is. this is my commandment that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another, just as I have loved you. No one has greater love nor stronger commitment than to lay down his life for his friends. I know we're most I wasn't a woman so I don't know that but most guys oh we'd we'd take a bullet for you. No you wouldn't. No you wouldn't. I was robbed at gunpoint um, at a video store when I was young. Um, The counter was less than this the guy was standing right here um, with a gun all the way across the table uh, my little co-worker was right here on the ground with a gun to the back of his head um, and uh, the guy saying give me the money and I thought I was rough and tough I was 20 years old I was good to go um, so I told the guy I couldn't open the safe that's not my money I don't care well, I'm telling you, I can't open the safe. So the other guy that was with him that didn't have the gun says, "Just shoot him." Um, okay, you can have the money, right? So I give them the money. They run out. Um, they never caught. Um, so the group of people that I hung around or, or knew, um, you know, many of the guys said, "Hey, why didn't you jump over the table and take the gun from him?" Um, I thought I would do that. Until it's staring at you and shaking in your face and you're just waiting for him to mispull the trigger, right? So once again, you know, lay down your life. So I didn't want anything to happen to this little guy. He was like 17 years old. I mean, I was old, I was 20, but he was 17 years old and his dad owned the business. So I'm like, great, this guy dies, I'm really in trouble. Right? But I didn't jump over the table. I didn't. Call me weak, call me fearful. I don't know. But I just didn't. Right? I didn't. Um, lay down your lives for somebody else. Um, Philippians 1 9. Philippians 1 9. Um, and this I pray that your love may abound more and more, displaying itself in greater depth, in real knowledge, and in practical insight. Right? By this we know, practical insight, more knowledge, and knowing. 17. But whoever has the world's goods, adequate resources, and sees his brother in need, but has no compassion for him, how does the love of God live in him? Alright, this is where some toes are going to get stepped on. I got on flip-flops, so mine will be first. Okay? This is where the rubber meets the rose, ladies and gentlemen sounds pretty simple, doesn't it? Everything we have, God has given to us. If you don't believe that, everything I say really doesn't matter. Okay? Everything you have, God has given you. Talents, material things, children, whatever the case may be, God has given it to you. So why are we such hoarders? And we deal with them. We deal with hoarders. We give away clothes at I Serve Ministries, and I kid you not, they just like take like tons of stuff. And I'm like, and I tell them, hoarding is bad. Hoarding is bad, right? But but they might not have adequate stuff, adequate resources, so I'm okay with that. Christ followers, everything we have, He has given us. Um, and and this is where. I talked a couple minutes ago about where we've lost our luster. The church is not a city on the hill anymore. We're missing the mark on 17 and 18. Um, and I didn't grow up in church. I thought church was a cult. I didn't know anything. Um, super smart, book smart, but I had no idea anything about church. And... Uh, It's sad that now that I understand Scripture and I look at it and I'm like, what are we doing, but whoever has the world's goods, adequate resources and sees his brother in need but has no compassion for him, how does the love of God live in him? Um, James 2:15 and 16. James 2:15 and 16 says this. If a brother or sister is without adequate clothing and lacks enough food for each day, and one of them says to them, go in peace with my blessings, keep warm and feed yourself, but he does not give him the necessities for the body, body, what good does that do? Come on, folks. I gave an example back there in class today, and we see it on the kids' video back in Kids' Corner. Um... Let's say Josh was carrying his books in school. He's walking and probably texting, carrying his books at the same time, and drops them. Charlie comes up and Charlie goes, "Hey, Josh, Jesus loves you, brother," and just keeps walking. Right? Did that really help Josh out? No. If anything, he goes, "Hey, that guy that goes to church and says Jesus loves you, he's a real stink bottom." help him pick up the books. Right? But whoever has the world's goods, help him pick up the books. Right? Um, Back in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 15, 7 and 8. If there is a poor man among you, one of your fellow Israelites, in any way, in any of your cities, in the land that the Lord your God is giving you, once again, from the Lord, the Lord gave them land... You shall not be heartless nor close-fisted with your poor brother, but you shall freely open your hand to him and shall generously lend to him whatever he needs. Man. The Lord gave them land, and they were still tight-fisted, close-fisted, and didn't want to give a poor guy in the community anything. Come on now. Come on. Deuteronomy 10 again. Or Deuteronomy 10 this time. Not again. Um... Maybe. If, you're, if you're a visitor here today, if you're a guest, hey, I'm sorry, I was so excited, my notes got crazy. Um, maybe I don't have that one. We'll skip. We'll skip that one. Um, go to 18. This is uh, this is I, sir's, this is Iser's verse. Um, Little children, believers, dear ones, let us not merely love. Let us not love merely in theory, with word or with tongue. Getting lip service to compassion but in action and in truth in practice and in sincerity because practical acts of love are more than words right same thing if someone drops their groceries if you're, at, if you're out there at Publix or Aldi or Kroger or wherever you shop and someone drops their groceries you walk up to them say ma'am sir Jesus loves you and just walks off right and when you're walking away, and when you're walking away, say, Jesus loves you, hey, come to Cornerstone next week, okay? How do you think that went? Terrible. I agree, Jude. Terrible, right? Because they're not coming to Cornerstone. I can tell you that. If they do, they might come here to fight me, right? Because their milk and everything is on the ground, and all I can say is, hey, Jesus loves you. Keep it up. That's where we're at, church. Many churches, not saying ours, I'm just saying many churches in the world today, they like, man, the AC's on today, isn't it? It feels good because it's 90 degrees outside. But I'll be honest, if the AC wasn't on and you walked in here, would you say? It'd be hot, right? But guess what? I'll be honest. I'm transparent. It's hot in hell. Right? And we got to go out there and love on people. We have to go love on some people. We cannot do just merely saying, Hey, Jesus loves you. Read the Bible. I'll pray for you. If, if you have the ability to say, I'll pray for you, guess what you do? Say what? Where at? Right then. Man. That's a novel idea, isn't it? Let's pray for somebody. Hey, I'll pray for you. And guess what will happen? And I'm the first one. I raise my hand. I'll pray for you. And then the busyness of the world gets me. And what did I forget to do? Pray for them. Right? So just stop where you're at. And say, hey, can I pray for you? It's okay. Just a conversation. You ain't got to have your cell phone you know, if you're going down 124 right there by tradition, your cell phone doesn't work anyway. Right? So someplace it doesn't work. Right? So you just pray for them. Just pray for them. Oh, i got to hurry up. Um, obviously, if you've been in church a while, First Corinthians 13, the excellence of love. First Corinthians 13. If I speak with tongues of men and angels, but have not love for others growing out of God's love for me, then I have become only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. No comments. Just as an annoying distraction. And if you have the gift of prophecy and speak a new message from God to the people and understand all mysteries and possess all knowledge and have all sufficient faith that I can remove mountains but do not have love, reaching out to others, I am nothing. If I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to the burned, but do not have love, it does me no good at all. Love endures with patience and all serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful. It is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag. It's not proud or arrogant. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It is not provoked not overly sensitive and easily angered it does not take into account a wrong endured it does not rejoice at injustices but rejoices with the truth when the right truth prevails love bears all things regardless of what comes believers believes all things looking for the best of each one hopes all things remaining steadfast during difficult times and endures all things without weakening love never fails it never fades nor ends but as prophecies but as for prophecies they will pass away for tongues they will cease for the gift of special knowledge it'll pass away for we know in part that we prophesy in part for our knowledge is fragmented and incomplete but when we complete but when we, in which we are complete and perfect comes that which is incomplete and partial will pass away When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. For now, in this time of imperfection, we see in a mirror mirror, dimly a blurred reflection, a riddle, an enigma. But then, when the time of perfection comes, we will see reality face to face. Now, I know in part, just in fragments, but when I I will know fully, just as I've been fully known by God, and now there remains faith, abiding, trusting God and His promises, hope, confident expectations of eternal salvation, love, here's the word to go home with today, unselfish love for others, growing out of God's love for me. These three choices, grace, but the greatest of these is love. Cornerstone, what are we going to do? we're going to love we're going to love BBS happens next week the 6th through the 9th a lot of kids are going to be on not through the tonight. 3rd through the 6th sorry thank you 3rd through the 6th a lot of kids are going to be on this campus that normally don't go here we don't know anything yes you little girl I see you And we don't know anything about their families. We know nothing about their families. So we need a church that's going to pray. We need a church that's going to serve. And and thank you for everyone that's bought on Amazon. The, The coolest thing ever is you put out a supply list and it just comes to your house. That's cool. Right? Technology is good. Sorry for the small mom and pops right now. But that is cool when you when you put something out there. Um, but hey, be in prayer. If you're able to come help us, come help us. Nine to noon, three hours. Come on. Change a person's life forever, in eternity, with the one true King. That's what it's about. Um, let's pray and we'll, we'll, we'll close out. And then I got a couple announcements as we go. Um, unselfish love unselfish love love should be a, a capital L it should be a capital L because we should love big we should love big the church should be known for love the church should be have that have the gold come back to it take the tarnish away it should be about love love. When they come through those doors, they should feel love. Right? I heard a story that, um, and maybe she was trying to make me feel good because I'm a door breeder, but uh, someone's loved one went to a church, and they're not regular church church attenders, and they went to the church and nobody loved them. Do you think they're going back to that church? No. But guess what? Sad part, they might not go back to any church. Because that church was a representation of a larger church, us, right? So we gotta love. We gotta love. Let's pray, and then uh, after we pray, you can stand, and we'll close out. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for your Scripture, your Word. Lord, we thank you for love. We thank you for First John four, Lord, that you first loved us. just as we sang earlier, just as we worshiped, oh, how He loves us. Oh, how He loves us. Lord, we're so thankful that You don't put check marks down. Lord, that You don't put ticks in the book when we forgot You, when we didn't do what we were supposed to do. Because, Lord, You love us when we're great. You love us when we're not so great. Lord, help us here in the flesh right now. Lord, help us love that same way because we're around a bunch of sinners. And Lord, we all need love. We don't know what anyone's going through at home. Lord, we don't know anything that's going on at school. Lord, and as we do pray for these students, Lord, as as vacation came, many of them are, are sad that vacation's here, that summer's here because... School was a little bit of heaven for them. Lord, be with those students where their environment isn't that well. Lord, be with Bobby and Carly as they spend time with Elliot. Lord, and we pray in advance, a week in advance for these students that'll come on campus and Lord, that they'll get loved on. Maybe it's a Devon or maybe it's some other one. Lord, that just need a little bit of love because they're not getting it at home. Lord, so let us love well.
1: Lord, when we don't think we have any
0: love left, let us love a little bit more. Let us go back to the well. Let us go to Abba Father and get refueled to love again because, Lord, you've called us to love. Lord, change our hearts. Give us eyes like you we can see the best of people. Lord, we're going to be persecuted. People aren't going to like us. Lord, let us love them that much more. Lord, let them show what agape love is. Because that's what you shower down upon us every day. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We ask us in your son's name. Amen.